Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. You're very welcome along. A lot of papers going on, a lot of action this Friday morning as ahead of the weekend. And Aidan Donnelly, who is head of equities at Davy Private Clients here in Dublin, is on the line. Good morning to you, Aidan. Good morning, Emmett. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. A lot of stories going on. Um, we'll talk about the markets in a few minutes because there's been a little bit of a, a rebound in some of the main equity markets around the world in the last few days. But before we get to any of that, a fair bit going on in the papers, particularly on the banking side. AIB are expected to announce sort of revised um, earnings targets this morning. We might even get those during the programme, depending on when they're released. But the Irish Independent jumping in already this morning with some prediction about what the effects of all of this will be. Yeah, some very well-placed uh, information here yeah, in, in, in the independent. They're saying that the AIB basically expects to significantly upgrade their profits on Friday and uh, today, uh, later this morning when they announced it. And really what's, what's, what's driving this is the fact that we've seen, obviously, a substantial increase in interest rates, as everybody knows. And as the interest rates go up, it feeds through to the, the, the net interest income Um for the bank. So they pretty much, uh, the, but the bank's own guidance say that every 1% increase in the ECB rate adds nearly 300 million in, in, in interest income to them. So given the fact that we've seen the ECB boost rates by over two, nearly two and a quarter percent so far and three hikes, um, since the middle of the summer, obviously that's going to have a, a big impact on profit. Um, and then the second part, I suppose, on this is, where does that leave the government stakeholding? And, and certainly there's talk in this article that we're likely to see the, the government in the in the coming weeks potentially try to sell down a large tranche of the shares to, to bring their position down uh, to 57% um, uh, and, and, and ultimately even uh, lower. We've we've obviously seen them exit out of Bank of Ireland now entirely and, and I suppose they're, they're, they're not there forever in terms of shareholders they want to, to extricate themselves so you know when things are going well it obviously makes sense to to to, to be looking to try to sell out a position yeah and i wanted to ask you one of the interesting points of that independent article is that there's a lot of demand out there in ireland and in the dublin commercial community for access to you know shares to, to stock in aib and maybe some of the others as well and this will now you know release some of that is that what you're picking up from clients that there is a big demand to to get into the irish banks well, it's, it's, it's right across all of Europe, to be quite honest with you, because we've seen such a strong move in interest rates, it's obviously beneficial for all European banks. So there's been a significant demand for, for European banks over the last couple of months. And that's obviously why we've seen the share prices go up now. You know, having such a, a captive shareholder as the government in one, in, in one of the Irish banks means that, that that stock isn't available on the market and you tend to get, you know, squeezed up and, and, and lower liquidity levels as a result of, because it just isn't the same level of, of shares in circulation. Now, the Irish Times, meanwhile, are looking at construction and, and a big problem, a big systemic problem is that we just can't build enough houses or apartments on time and, and we're falling behind targets as set by the government. What are the Irish Times saying? This is actually getting worse, it seems. Yeah, it seems because we've seen a, a, a marked slowdown in building activity um, um, in, in the third quarter. The CSO put out numbers yesterday that saw, showed a, a major fall off in residential construction in the third quarter. Um, and most people are saying that this is really linked to the spiraling building costs. And I suppose if you're running a building business and you've seen such volatility in, in your in your raw material prices, in, in your, your labour costs, and even in your, your financing costs, as, as, as we've just discussed in terms of interest rate going up, it's very, very difficult to be, you know, 
gung-ho and committing to new projects that are probably, you know, two or three years in, 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 in uh, development before you start seeing, you know, an, an, an end to it. So it's just, I suppose, a lot of things have been thrown at the construction industry in the last while. They're trying to deal with it. And, and it's not, I suppose, too surprising that we've seen them, you know, just take the foot off the accelerator a little bit. Now, you know, based on the units already that are in the pipeline, still expecting to see, you know, somewhere around 28,000 units delivered in this calendar year. And obviously there's a pipeline of work into 2023 because no big housing estate is completed in a year. So, you know, there is some sort of visibility. It's probably beyond that, that, that if we don't see a reversal of this one quarter, and as I said, it is a one quarter fall off. So, you know, you don't want to make too much of a, a, a trend out of no. one data point. But, but it is certainly one that's worth keeping a, a very close eye on in, in the, the quarters to come. Now, on the subject of data points, a slightly counterintuitive story in the Irish Times. This is going to sound a bit peculiar to people, but Ulster Bank staff, Ulster Bank, of course, leaving the Irish market, are getting a pay rise. Um, can you explain this if the bank is actually leaving? It, it, does, it does strike you on first reading as a bit odd. Yeah, they're saying they've agreed an average 7% pay increase from January for most of the staff. And this, this dates back to, to quite some, uh, an accord that was kind of agreed uh, a, a while ago. So it's, it's the second part really of that. Um, but, you know, it, it, it is interesting from the perspective of the fact, as you say, that the bank is supposed to be leaving and, and done by next March. And why are they putting through um, benefits in turn in, in 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 January? But again, as I said, you this is a this is a deal that has been been signed through, um, and even some remember it, it it impacts the the workforce that are also transferring over to to the likes of ARB and, and permanent TSB because obviously they they're. Um, they're taking part of the existing loan books so staff are going to go with them. So it's, it's not just the, 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 the 600 department that are getting is everybody else. It's about 2,400 of a workforce in, in, in the Republic. And this also obviously applies to the Ulster Bank's Northern Ireland operation as well. Um, so, so they have to be factored into this. Yeah, I suppose as long as people are in jobs, they're looking to protect themselves against the inflationary surge we've seen. Aidan, if I can move your attention onto more general market developments, um, we've had such a gloomy 2022. I mean, it's just been people have been hammered across a lot of different sectors, but there's a sense of at least a bottom coming under certain sectors, even some rebounds in certain areas. I, I noticed Ryanair in particular reporting a 10% increase on their share price in the last month, for example. So there is stirrings out there, both in London and also in on Wall Street, of something happening. Just give us an overview of where markets are going after what has been an incredibly damaging year for anyone holding shares. Yeah, we, we we've seen a strong rally in markets in this in in uh, since the end of September. Um, you know, just to put it in context, <clears throat> you know, Europe is up about twenty percent. Uh, the S and P is up about thirteen fourteen percent since the end of September. So we've seen this strong rebound. There's a few things behind it. I think there is you know a a a, a growing belief that the pace of interest rate increases that we've seen so far this year and they they have been very fast and and very large. 
we're likely to see those probably slow. We have obviously central bank meetings now coming up in, in two weeks' time for both the ECB, the Federal Reserve and the Bank of England. And we're probably going to see a, a smaller increase in interest rates at that meeting, uh, those meetings than we've seen in each of the, in each of the previous monthly meetings from, from all three banks. So I think that's one part of it. The other part I would say to you is, you know, we have had a, a, you know, the hedge funds playing in the, in these markets quite strongly this year. They've come into the, the kind of the last quarter very, very short of the market. They'd expected the market to fall as they try to close out some of those positions. They're kind of pushing against themselves, uh, you know, because they don't want to square books going into the end of the year. So both those things have, 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 have come together to, to mean that the, the markets in general have been very, very strong. And I think from a euro-based investor, what's been even more interesting because of the move in the dollar, actually, the underperformance that we saw in Europe uh, for the first kind of nine months of the year has really, that gap has closed significantly in, in over the last two months. And, and obviously, very good, very, very good to see. Yeah, well, what people may not realise, and I hope I'm right on these figures, certainly the last time I checked, was that Irish shares had not been down as badly as, say, S&P or FTSE stocks. Um, I mean, again, it depends what time period you're looking at, but they've been a bit more resilient than a lot of other markets. Um, yeah, it, it's ultimately what you, you know, the Irish market is really just a collection of stocks because, you know, there's obviously some very, very big names in there that have a disproportionate effect on on the overall economy uh, or on, on, on the overall index. So you do have a situation where, you know, they, they, a few big performers can have a, 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 a large impact on it. So if you, if you look, the Irish market is probably down about 13.5% year to date where, you know, you, you look at the wider uh, um, European markets, are, they're, they're, they're probably in and around, they're only down about seven. So, you know, the, 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 the rally we've seen in the last um, couple of months has probably been more beneficial to continental European markets rather than just Ireland. Yeah, and I suppose we, the big question everyone's asking is, is inflation licked at this stage? And I think we'll have to probably give that another conversation. Another time. It, we'll have to wait another little yeah, while. We just still that. don't know what's happening there. Aidan Donnelly, thank you for the moment. Aidan Donnelly is the head of equities at Davy Private Clients. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.